0: It is Friday, December 3rd, a very happy National Make a Gift Day, Kelly.
1: Oh, that's great because I am done uh with my holiday shopping, so maybe I should make a gift for myself.
0: You really should treat yourself. You're done your holiday <laughs> shopping already? Oh, yeah. I am so impressed with you. <laughs> Did you come at this like with a list and like, I know I'm getting these people, these things, or did you just conquer it all on small business Saturday and cyber Monday and yada yada?
1: I mean, I start like in July, so.
0: Oh, perfect. (laughs) So you've already purchased my gift. I don't have to be nice to you anymore. Yes. Great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and. Kelly made in D.C. on the real fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcast.
0: So my presence already purchased, you know, this is a true compliment. I love your leopard Santa hat. It's really cool.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm like getting into the holiday spirit today. You know, there's a little holiday market going on at my children's school. I'm going to go check that out and volunteer for a couple hours. So I thought in the morning, you know, get in spirit.
0: Very nice. I love that about you. Way to go, Kelly. You're you're, <laughs> you're making it happen. A very happy birthday month.
1: Thank you, Tommy. You know
0: what else is really cool? And people are making it happen. So we heard from the catalog for philanthropy that we told you about. That is like the the like gold standard of vetting charities in the nation's capital. That uh, way to go, DC, Maryland, Virginia. There was actually a six percent increase in giving uh, over this Giving Tuesday versus last year's giving tuesday now it's not like a accurate like complete science because right. they have to have everyone like give you know their numbers and stuff but from the uh give local together website that they have they're able to track through there that website um got 1.17 million dollars versus 1.1 1. 1 last year which is awesome
1: yes although 2020 i feel like is an anomaly for a lot of things like i think yeah, I think comparing 2020 to anything else is a is very, like, I almost want to erase 2020. I, I think guess. a lot of people feel the same way.
0: <laughs> I don't think we're asking about 2019, though. I think we're just, you know, happy to move <laughs> forward.
1: <laughs> That's right. Looking forward.
0: And it's uh, estimated by the catalog that nationally giving Tuesday raised $2.7 billion, which is up 9% over last year as well, too.
1: Well that's good. I mean yeah. an increase is an increase so I guess we got to take it where we can get it.
0: Totally. You know what remember when when we first started our radio show and we got like our first ratings in our sales team was like they've increased the ratings 10,000%. You should get involved <laughs> now. So it's all about
1: percentages. That's right. That's right. Um what well, is that's, per- that's great.
0: What is the percentage chance that um our our friends at Nat's Park will be able to access their uh locker room and their, their, their key cards will work come opening day. What's going on with the lockout?
1: So yeah, we're officially in uh, lockout mode with the MLB which means uh, a lot of the players are having some fun with it. Uh, a lot of players have scrubbed their faces. You know, usually they have like the, the promo photo of them wearing the team's hat. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people are just darking it out. Sean Doolittle's one of them. Um, so it has gotten interesting because the players can have no contact with any anyone on the team They with the team management team coaches they can't go to the park they can't train with the team um, and they're they're saying this lockout is pretty serious I mean the the players are using it to really um, help with a lot of labor issues that they have and salaries especially with the, the younger players and the minor players and um, it's interesting because our boy Max Scherzer our former boy Max Scherzer signed with the Mets literally the day before the lockout began so he gets a signing bonus but there are no signings there's no free agents um if you're going to kind of look at how it affects the nationals um brian zimmerman hasn't been signed yet for next year oh it's just an example of that uh, there could be no spring training i mean there is a big question mark um however in my reading i did not realize this and i guess it was in the back of my mind um players like max scherzer Or would if there's no season next year, would still get paid because he has this um uh distributions from the Nats, so he would get paid in July, fifteen million dollars from the Nationals. He's still
0: get paid from the Nats.
1: Whoa! Until twenty twenty eight. What? Yeah. So there's a few players that like got when they got traded in their deal, they still get Uh paid by the former team. They just get paid less. Uh, So there's a handful of players in the MLB that if there's no season, they still get paid, but Everyone else doesn't get their regular salary.
0: I should have taken Little League way more seriously. I didn't realize that was
1: an <laughs> Right. That's oh, why I said to my husband last night when I realized that, I'm like, I should have married a baseball player. And he goes, you know what? I, sh- I should have married a supermodel. And I'm like, well, maybe in our next lives.
0: I don't think supermodels get distributions from like the the, the clothing line when they.
1: <laughs> I think it was just a way to come back at me.
0: <laughs> but I get what he's saying. You're a supermodel yes. in my eyes, Kelly. Look <laughs> right. at that open white collared shirt and your like leopard hat. I don't know how he doesn't oh, look like yeah. supermodel.
1: Oh, I'm totally rocking it. Uh, Anyways, it it just sad because I know a lot of people have been looking forward to going to spring training this year. Uh, It's a tradition for a lot of fans all over the MLB and there's just a big question mark right now.
0: But hang on. This is only like December 3rd. Spring training starts in February. Do they think that this is going to not get any forward between now and then? No one knows. Wow, and also yeah, isn't Max no, Scherzer like a union, like like a shop steward kind of like of the union? Yeah, He's so like he a is a big speaker in that, right? He,
1: he is, and um and and he continues to be. Um, for every team has a person. Um, ours is Eric Fetty. Um, sure it was, but uh, before it was like Max Scherzer and Trey Turner and. Mm -hmm. really heavy hitters
0: yeah eric fetty is gonna make it happen sometimes it's the it's the most quiet people in the uh the most low profile people in a negotiation Mm -hmm. who make it happen okay
1: Okay. if you say so
0: no i don't i think it's a dumpster fire (laughs) these days we've lost all of our superstars and like the best thing i got going on for us is teddy right now but you know what it's fine i'm a believer it's
1: gonna be great you know what? Why not rebuild when they're not playing baseball? Sounds no, like a they can't even rebuild. They're not allowed to talk to anybody. I know. I know. This is what I mean. It's horrible. If I think about it too much, I get a little depressed.
0: So it was. When was the um the MLB strike? That was 95. 96? 90,
1: 95 I think it was ninety four.
0: Okay. So yeah. Hopefully, we're not heading down to that road again. But I do like that. You know, they're If if like the if if like the Max Scherzer's of the world, and like the Bryce Harper's were like complaining and moaning about salary, that's one thing. But if they're fighting for people in, like, the minor leagues who, you know, are living, like, with a roommate in, like, a third-tier town, then I feel like that's great that they that they get paid a little more.
1: Yeah, well, and, I mean, I think more of it, not necessarily minors, but it's trying to pay the younger players mm-hmm. more on the front end versus, like, like, Juan Soto doesn't get paid a lot, even though he's, like, the superstar compared to some of these larger players. And they're saying that, like... When you're in your prime, a lot of baseball players are out of their prime in their 30s, right. and they don't have the salary that they may have had when they were in their 20s and trying to like balance all that out. So paying no. them more on the front end versus waiting until they're like these superstar players like a Max Scherzer and a couple other players in the MLB get these giant contracts, but these other players don't when they're younger.
0: Yeah. And I guess the other side of that would be like, well, we gave the one Soto's of the world like a shot to be in the majors. And that's why we signed them for four years at like a low rate or whatever.
1: Yeah. It... Obviously, they're not seeing it. to die
0: clearly. <laughs> so we'll see what happens because there's a padlock on the door and that n- that yes. never is a good sign of a negotiation <laughs> going well.
1: But let's let's turn to more positive things. Let's yes. turn back to the holiday season. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Um, who are you calling a hoe? Uh <laughs> <laughs> the four seasons. I was just saying um to to one of my friends the other day, DC the hotels in DC, their Christmas decorations are always stellar. They're just like, totally. I mean, they're just incredible. So if you want to get in the in the spirit, any hotel is going to have it. But the four seasons in Georgetown is really doing it right. And this is a tradition they've been doing for a couple of years now, where they do a big benefit for Children's National Hospital. And how it's working out this year, they they partner up with a lot of designers, like interior designers, and partner them with a with a um a child that is currently at Children's National fighting whatever the, they're fighting. I mean, you know, they kind of treat the whole child. Everything. And yeah. they design a tree together based on whatever that child's into. So um, you get some, to see some really creative trees and they display them at the lobby and at, at the Four Seasons. And then they go up for auction. And these trees are like just your wildest imagination partnering. Can you imagine partnering with a little like eight year old child and an interior designer, they get really, really festive and creative. It's kind so of those like are Kelly's are all leopard lobby. hat became a tree. <laughs> yeah. With lots of lights and colors and mm-hmm. all the things. They're beautiful. Uh, and,
0: and people can like buy them usually to benefit yeah. the charity.
1: Yeah, then they go on auction at the end of the season. So those are on display until January 2nd. But then this year, the Four Seasons is doing a holiday market. We're seeing so many of these outdoor holiday Ooh. markets pop up all over the place. And that starts today um, from 3 to 7. And that will be every day uh, for the next couple of weeks. And they have a bunch of local artisans that are coming in. And you can do a little holiday shopping. And there's going to be music. And, of course, it's the Four Seasons. So it's you can get a cocktail of bourbon. I mean, there's all sorts of festivities around that.
0: Oh, yeah. The Big Bourbon Steak Burger and some holiday shopping. Sign yeah. me up. Oh, and of yeah. course,
1: some of the proceeds go back to Children's National. So just a fun way to give back. I love that. Are you sure you didn't buy my gift yet, Kelly? I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> I, know. I am going to go check it out. I don't know. Okay. I said I was done with my holiday shopping, but maybe I'll buy myself a present.
0: Because I didn't buy your gift yet. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> just okay. putting it out there. Or all your right, birthday well... present, because I know those two things need to be different and they can't be wrapped in Christmas paper. They have wrapped in birthday paper. I actually have a birthday paper wrap that is a Kelly wrap that gets used every year for your birthday.
1: Because I always forget
0: to get birthday wrap for your birthday.
1: (laughs) It's all right, Tommy. That's
0: awesome. Um, Please post pictures and bring us some stories back from that.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to check it out.
0: Um, During the pandemic, which is, of course, still going on, but uh, people got really creative with their jobs. There's been all these stories of like Gen Zers or changing the way office culture is going or people lost their jobs unfortunately. Some found new careers, some found side hustles. Did you hear about the teacher, the assistant principal from DC, who um he was a busy little bee. He was doing double duty.
1: It's disgusting.
0: Uh it's quite the thing. So um this assistant principal Kramer Middle, uh Michael Redmond, uh was allegedly, according to DCist, and then the Washington Post and then Axios, it's been confirmed quite a few places. Um, that he was working double duty. So he was a virtual assistant principal at Kramer Middle School while they were virtually learning. He also moved his person himself to Rhode Island and was a principal at a high school in Rhode Island at the same time. So doing virtual assistant principaling on Zoom while in Rhode Island, being an in person, real life
1: principal for
0: E Cubed High School.
1: And he now no longer has a job at either places because you can't Correct. do that. <laughs> Correct. So he's
0: not so, allowed to do that. The D so DC IST goes on to say that like the DC code of ethics, because there's obviously an ethics investigation going on into this dude now, but um, you're allowed to have a second job. If you're a teacher in the district of Columbia, you just can't have the same job or a job that has the same hours of the job that you're getting paid for by the DC people. Also, it can't be a conflict of interest, which potentially being a, principal at another school would conflict with you being an assistant principal at a middle school in the nation's capital so gross it's so gross it i I mean it's such a scooby-doo plot right like i would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you like facebook posting about it because the the school in rhode island had no idea and they were like hey welcome the new principal like post of him and everything and then i guess he just had like a nondescript office that didn't have like little roadie things going on
1: in it (laughs) it's amazing how some people just took advantage of the situation during the pandemic i mean this is like one of a thousand examples that we're hearing of
0: yeah and he kind of said um to i think the a rhode island tv station that well i was you know doing both jobs well and i don't think that's the best defense in this situation (laughs) and according to dcs too he um He was paid for 17 weeks between late July and November of 2020, where he made $41,000 from D.C., and then he had a salary uh, in Providence of $120,000. But actually, it looks like D.C. pays their assistant principals in a middle school more than uh, Providence, Rhode Island pays high school principals, just for a fun little fact.
1: Well, I think the standard of living might be a little different. Yeah,
0: that's true. Just... Just, it, was, it was a fun little thing that that popped out there.
1: Well, it's like, it, it reminds me, it's not as extravagant, but it does remind me of the guy who's being investigated for um, when he took his PPP, forgivable loan for his salary, bought a Lamborghini.
0: Oh, yeah. You're not supposed to do that either. No,
1: no. I, the stories that are going to come out, like the ripple effect from like 2020 of the like so oh. many... Ho- people like lost their jobs and were just destitute and horrible lost loved ones. And now we're starting to to hear these stories of people just gaming the system.
0: There was a I saw I think it was Netflix or maybe it was HBO Max, but they did a story on Remember at the beginning of the pandemic, the guy who bought like 1000s of bottles of hand sanitizer. And then he hoarded them in his garage and he was selling them on Amazon for like $90 a bottle.
1: Maybe That sounds horrible as well.
0: (laughs) Horrible. Like, the New York Times did a story on him, and then, like, people, like, lost their minds about it, and then now there was, like, a documentary. And so, this guy is on camera. Oh, no, you know what it was? It was Monica Lewinsky's documentary about people getting, like, shamed on the internet. Anyway, but the guy (laughs) who got shamed. So So, this is actually worth a watch. So Monica Lewinsky has a documentary. I didn't mean to talk about yes, this today. Yes. Documentary about like being like the first person to get like trolled on the internet, which is yes. technically true. And so she has this whole thing about like people who you don't know this every side to every story. And I can't remember other examples of it. Some examples were like, oh, I didn't think about this person who was an internet villain that way. Um, but she also features the guy who, who bought all the hand sanitizer And he was like, I'm just a small business and I saw an opportunity and then Amazon's been mean to me. And he doesn't come off as sympathetic at all. Like he's like, my life is now ruined because I tried to screw everyone on hand sanitizer. And it's like, again, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not feeling bad for you, dude. But the rest of the documentary is really good. You should check it
1: out. (laughs) Okay. There was a lot done back there.
0: I didn't realize we would go from... I didn't realize we would get to Monica Lewinsky today. But yes, that documentary is absolutely (laughs) worth a watch. I think you should check it out. And now, let's go from Monica Lewinsky to the Queen of England. What do you say? (laughs) Okay. You know that there are, like, D.C. events that just sort of happen. And you're like, how did this person... And these? why are these all in the same room? Like, what's going on here? So I got a press release that hit my inbox at midnight from last night that apparently... The second annual Ruth Bader Ginsburg Woman of Leadership Award was handed out or or presented at the Library of Congress last night. So it was 40 people. Huh? Ooh, I know. Yeah, so it was 40 people at the Library of Congress, very small because of COVID. um, And they're doing another one in March that's supposed to have like red carpet, the whole deal. But let me just tell you the things and the people, Kelly, and you can scratch your head. You ready? So um, the second annual... RBG Women in Leadership Award was presented to the Queen of England, though she did not in make absentia. it. In
1: absentia. Huh? In absentia?
0: Exactly. Yeah. She did not make it, but her ambassador, Dame Karen Pierce, accepted it, which, by the way, sidebar, Dame Karen Pierce is a party. I was invited to a Pride event at the British ambassador's house. She's awesome. Um, but so she accepted it on behalf of the Queen. But there was Martha Stewart, Nikki Hilton, The Saudi Arabian ambassador, uh, David Rubenstein, because he probably paid for it. And um, also uh, Kevin McCarthy, (laughs) the minority leader in the House.
1: You know, we have to remember that uh, this was D.C. before the pandemic, right? Totally. You have these like random celebrities coming to town, typically to lobby whatever issues they were, do a Mm -hmm. random reception, and then they're gone. Yes. When It's been like a long time since we haven't, you know, that, that smathering used to happen Almost every week, especially when Congress is in session.
0: Yeah, which I, I wanted to bring this up because, right, because it's like so cool. It's like, what in the world is going on here? And it just, right. it just feels like a like a thing that DC does now, which is amazing. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. That's awesome, and that's such a beautiful room there. Mm-hmm.
0: I I did check on this too because you might be like, what do you mean the RB the RBG award? So the Opperman Foundation, the Opperman family had been, fr- I mean, were friends with uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg throughout her life. And she actually, it was her request that there would be some like honor for women in leadership. And RBG actually attended the first one um, in 2020 before she passed. So that's like, wow. a, it's like a thing that RBG wanted to happen and, um, you know, moving forward. So that was, that was pretty cool.
1: It's interesting that Queen of, the Queen of England, women in leadership. I mean, I I, I guess technically she's right. in leadership. I mean, it's just more like she was born into it, but way to go yeah, <laughs> i don't i mean i, mean, I think there's so many other women that like probably should have gotten it but that's cool
0: she could have left like harry you know she stuck it out for seven <laughs> decades or six decades or however long however that, long the queen's been at it
1: fair enough <laughs> fair enough
0: and also just a factual comment mccarthy didn't go to rbg's memorial but he came to the party about her a, a, i don't know
1: all right tommy don't go there okay just <laughs> Was, I know, but there's was there's a lot of bipartisan office. things that happen in D.C. Correct. It was close to his
0: office, just right across the streets, Library of Congress. It was, it was convenient to get there. <laughs> also, at the other end of the city, the National Christmas tree got lit up last night. So this is the photo. It's kind of hard to get like images and stuff of it because it's going to air on CBS. They're going to have a big um show. But that's the National Christmas tree from Aww. Pennsylvania.
1: It, and it looks like uh, it was such a beautiful night last night
0: a gorgeous night. I mean, there were nights when the national christmas tree was lit with like ice rain going sideways and yes. the people in the crowd like hung out and it was a beautiful night as far as christmas tree lightings go. And this year, um it's probably because it's a Pennsylvania tree, that's why it's so special, but they didn't just like do the like triangular lights that always happen and make it look like a cone. They actually like decorated the tree so it looks like a tree this year. And if oh, you know cool. what I'm saying, if you've like seen the tree before, you know what I'm talking about. And if you've never seen the tree, you're like, I don't know what he's talking about. But it looks it looks so well decorated and so well done. So kudos to the National Park Service and the National Park Foundation for making it awesome.
1: I cannot wait to see it.
0: Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm going to go down actually tonight and just like sort of poke around and check it out. Because also like at night, like the state trees are out there, too. So if you do go down, they have 56 other trees all around the National Christmas tree that are decorated by each state and territory so um like a boys and girls club or like a church or you know whatever from different states are are um given the opportunity to decorate these trees so it's it's a really just awesome like holiday america coming together situation
1: oh, that's great great yeah. tradition and then you can go to one of the hotels that are around there there's the there's the um former uh w i don't know mm-hmm. what it's called now uh i Old Hotel washington now is it
0: i think it's back uh, to that
1: Old Ebbett does a great job. Mm-hmm. The Willard, yes, beautiful, gorgeous uh, decorations there. The the round robin bar, like a little tradition. That's oh, apparently where they, yeah. yeah, they make an amazing mint julep. Are it's they all decked out for far. the holidays? I'm sure they're oh yeah be, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They are
0: very nice, very nice. Yeah. And then you could also swing by the other side, not a far walk from the National Tree of Georgetown, to go see the market and support children's. And that's that's true. Spot Kelly and her leopard hat shop in the market. Um, as we wrap up today, I do want to play for you just the greatest moment in national Christmas tree lighting history. This is from 1995, I believe, and the one and only Patti LaBelle is singing. And they're supposed to have like this choir come up behind her, and like all these things are happening as she's singing this Christmas. But um, it didn't go that way, and it just shows what a true pro and incredible talent. <laughs> Patty Labelle is. Check it out. It's Christmas. Where are my background singers? <laughs> oh baby, baby, I, and and there's the wrong words on the cue cards. I don't know the song. <laughs> it's Christmas. I'm gonna have them all I can because I.
1: Um did they I love ever come it. out? did they ever like where are they <laughs> I don't
0: know where they are cuz there's a riser for them um at some point do they come out
1: No they never Are you sure if that wasn't like a rehearsal or something
0: No it was there was on C-span Oh right, maybe here they come hang on I, I just fast <laughs> forward the video a little bit Let's go back to the videotape shall we
1: I think I'm running out <laughs> There they are There they are
0: we am going to see that card again, darling. I'm going to see that card again. I'm going to see that one more time. Because the, oh, God. The, the Sergeant First Class, Rick Perel playing solo. I have to see his name. His name is on the car. Give him a big hand, please.
1: <laughs> She's trying not to roll her eyes either. She's so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> She's so
0: pissed her eyes are absolutely rolling. I don't know if you can see on the video, but there are eyes rolling. So if you are listening to this on the podcast, my goodness, you need to search on YouTube. Patti LaBelle, we're my background singers.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay,
0: It's five minutes. <laughs> and like, if I'm Patty LaBelle's backup singers and it's been three or four minutes and I'm not on stage, I'm just leaving town. I'm not yeah, getting it. I on would stage.
1: just yeah, back it up because it's not gonna be pretty afterwards. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> but man, what a what a pro though. She's like, I'm president's here and we're on TV.
1: every now and again she just like belts out Christmas. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Woo. Um I
0: would give Patty LaBelle five stars for that performance the same way you should give us five stars for the podcast. You know the the best way to to get people to know about a podcast is to share it with your friends personally. So if you think what we're doing is even mildly entertaining, we would love for <laughs> you to share it with some friends. Hit the little share button and text some people and be like, "You should listen to these jokers. They're kind of adorable."
1: Hmm, adorable. I'll go for sexy. Okay. Well, <laughs> you can you're always the adorable one. Okay. You <laughs> sexy's on your Christmas list, Kelly. I I <laughs> hope that for you. <laughs> Always. We'll see you next time.